<laughs> All good, though. Everything happens for a reason. So I've got your, I don't know what beer you drink. I'm not a big beer drinker. Okay. But if I do drink beer, I drink the, what is this called? The Light Sky by Blue Moon. Hmm. The citrus. Have you ever had that? It. No. It's actually really good. Okay. Are you a beer connoisseur? No. Okay, good. I'm not a beer drinker either. You asked for beer. Well, so <laughs> but, I feel like I'm manifesting like a quarterly conversation with you and we can get into some really oh, crazy. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I'm totally down. Okay. I'm all about that. Um, Because I was born and raised in the church. In <gasps> the church. In uh-huh, the, the only state. one. Right, the only one. <laughs> we, I mean, there's, no, there's no other religions besides the church. So right, I get it. I get right. you. Um, So LDS, church, Mormonism, and... Then I left for many, many years mm-hmm. and deep dived into new age spirituality mm-hmm. and then like got a premonition about mm. where the church was heading and they needed me back. And I came back two years ago with fresh eyes on everything. And I was born and raised, right? Uh-huh. I always thought that the word of wisdom was like, some kind of declaration like the proclamation to the family where it wasn't necessarily doctrine. Mm-hmm. And I was dating this guy I met on Tinder. Mm. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Who educated me uh-huh. that the word of wisdom was doctrine in Doctrine Covenants 89. And I was like, what? Mm. How did I not know this? Mm-hmm. So I go read it. And how it reads to me is mild barley drinks and herbs in the season thereof to be used with prudence and thanksgiving are gucci so fuck yeah that's awesome so i mean not that i'm like a part of the church anymore but i'm like shit that would have been so useful to know well so i just kind of have been like navigating my journey under those parameters just Uh seeing how that feels you know because everybody's an individual Mm -hmm. journey and so just kind of sticking to beer and God's beautiful smokable herbs, which mm-hmm. I'm not partaking of currently, mm-hmm. but I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just operating That's through awesome. that lens. Wow. And it's been really cool because I just, I see a lot of things differently. I like my theme music. I love it's, it. It's so bouncy. It's like a, it's a circus because my life's a circus. Yes, girl. <laughs> In more good ways than bad. More like uh, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, right? That's how I feel. Just jumping from like place to place and hopefully there's a trampoline under there going to catch me. Yes, always. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Becca Hayes Show. I'm your host, Becca Hayes, and I have a very special guest with me today, Amy Jensen. Hi. So good. To, I'm so happy that I finally get to meet you. I'm so happy too. It it really It was meant like, to be. Yes. I'm yes. like really finding like my my people, especially this last year. Like they're just it's like we're gathering, you know, it's insane. Yes. Super crazy. And sometimes you gotta free up space. Yes. To let the new level in. Uh huh. To level up, level yeah. up, level up. Hell yeah, girl. I'm with you. Um, so Amy and I obviously this is our first time actually physically meeting. Yes. 
But prior to that, in this incarnation, yeah, in this incarnation, <laughs> I because I, I believe in many different lives. I believe I've lived many different lives. So like that's a that's a conversation like in itself, but a whole nother one. But um, when I started, I think when I broke free from iHeartRadio and I really started speaking my mind and I really started, um, I don't even want to say getting political, just mas- just sharing the truth of what people aren't seeing, like trying to take the blindfold off of people. Yeah. Because I'm not a political person. I've never been in my entire life. I hate politics. Right. I, I hate the feeling from it. I hate the negativity, everything. But Amen. I felt so compelled to just throw that out there. And I lost a lot of, you know, friends and family because of that. Um, either that they weren't, they didn't see my point of view or they're just like, I'm, I don't want to look at politics, you know? And, and I wasn't trying just to shove politics down your throat. I just wanted you to be aware. And so when I started doing that, um, I saw two things, you know, two extreme things happen is that I lost a lot of my people. Um, but then I also gained a lot of my, my people that are really supposed to be my people. Yep. And it was so cool. And I feel like you are one of those people. Um, you started, uh, just commenting on my like posts and like, then you'd message me, keep going sister. Or yeah, I I agree with you. And so, um, when people are looking at your stories and you, that resonates with you, like give it a heart and like, tell them like, thank you so much for sharing because it really means a lot. Yeah. And sometimes they're hanging on by a thread to be like the only voice in the wind. Oh, and I felt like that numerous times. And there was numerous times where I'm like, oh, Amy liked it. <laughs> She's on my, Lisa got some somebody agreeing with me, you know, even though I felt like there was a lot of other people that were agreeing with me, but they didn't show the love. Like they didn't help, you know, s- send their vibrations my way or whatever. Like, and I really felt like you did. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. And I had posted some crazy similar. Yeah. We kind of had antics. Some. Mm-hmm. And then you friended requested me on Facebook and I was like, Who's this girl? Like, she's super cute. So I go look at your stuff and you're just like free breathing advocate. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my girl. This is my crew. You were the literal only one I know that went as hard as me on that topic. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm really starting to remember. We are, we were commenting on Lyman's. Was it Lyman's? Facebook. Are you friends with Lyman? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's how you and I started. And then I did a comment and it was you and I are the only ones that were like-minded on that comment. That's what it was. And then I'm like, I'm friend requesting this girl. And I was like, who are you, soul sister? Yeah. Like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Welcome right? to my world. Like, let's fight together. Yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. And I, I mean, and that's how I see you as, I see myself as a light warrior and I also see yourself as a warrior as well. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, we need more people like that like and I don't mean warrior as in like we have to go in there and just freaking start slashing you know away but basically speaking the speaking truth. the truth truth is what we really need right now yeah and, and that's something you're going to get with us outnumbered we're just out organized that's my like favorite exactly quote yeah, <laughs> we, we just need to like link arm and arm gather yeah and gather and it gives us strength to yeah. be able to you know say hard things mm-hmm. that are true yeah. I've always been very truthful in with whatever I say, but now it's to the point, I'm sorry if this is going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to say it anyways. Like it's there's brave. no stopping me. It's like, I don't have breaks. Yeah. And it's beautiful and it's brave. And mm-hmm. that's why you're here with the gift of gab. What made me pull the trigger and having you on um, the Becca Hayes show is 
I think I'd post something in my stories. I've been like, and I say suffering, like I don't like to say suffering because there's so many other people that are suffering like way worse than I am. But I mean, it kind of was suffering for me because I feel like I, you know, I'm, I'm a vain person. I like looks. I like looking good. I like feeling good. And especially when I'm in the media world, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that goes hand in hand. Yeah. And I got diagnosed, what, it was like a year and a half ago with rosacea. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so, but it wasn't just like I get red, rosy cheeks. I get the pustulas. So it's like I have like these, I'm 35 years old and I'm getting all these little pus pocket zits. Of course, the dermatologist gave me a cream for it. Well, I, I started using the cream on my face. Well, the rosacea started going away, but then my face was just dry. And so I'm like, I looked, I probably 10 years older than I do now, just aged myself. I was, then I got even more depressed because I'm like, holy shit, I'm freaking taking one, ex, you know, I'm, I'm healing one part and then in exchange for some other condition. Now I have like dry skin, like the Muhammad desert, you know? And so I was like stressed. I was trying all these different organic creams. Like I'm big into, you know, uh, doTERRA oils and like organic things and, putting them on my face. And I feel like sometimes it would help a little bit and then it would just come right back. And then finally, like it just dawned on me where I'm like, holy shit, like my body's inflamed. Like it's inflamed because I mean, even though I eat organic, I don't always eat good all the time. Like I love my sweets and I don't always like eat sweet potatoes or avocados. Like I kind of avoid those, Mm -hmm. but those are like the big anti-inflammatory meals or products. So then I started, okay, I bought tons of avocados and then I bought tons of, um, sweet potatoes and I started cooking and eating those. And then I started, well, I've always taken turmeric, but I stopped taking it. And that's when I noticed it really, when it really got bad. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I, I used to drink a ton of kombucha, stop that. So all these things that I used to do, I kind of eliminated them out of my diet just of laziness. And when I realized, I'm like, what, what am I doing different? Because it's got to be an internal thing. And so that I, I put kombucha back in my diet. I, I'm starting to eat the sweet potatoes, anything that's anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I upped my, my game on turmeric. And I mean, it's almost, it's almost gone. I still get a little bit like tiny little breakout here and there. But it's, I mean, I, couldn't even, I didn't even want to go out in public. It was that bad. And I would wear makeup and makeup made it look even 10 times worse because you could, it's almost like with makeup, you kind of have to have decent skin Mm -hmm. or it just makes it look worse. I'd rather not wear makeup and then just, you know, and so finally it's like coming down. Your skin looks great. Thank you. It's it's getting better. It's almost there. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I, I posted about that, I think in my story or something, and you replied back how you've healed yourself. Yeah. With, um, so many things that you've done and, and especially your diet. So you're a mommy, you, you've got a lot of things on your plate. You're a working mom. Yep. Uh, you still work in the real estate business. I do. Okay. What is it exactly that you do in real estate? Um, I've been a realtor for the last 14 years and, um, I just, I love to evolve the industry. It mm-hmm. needs, um, just like every other system in our mm-hmm. society, it needs a little revision and evolution. So, I have some really fun projects I'm working on that we can touch on later. Oh, yeah, just I'd love to, to really yeah. push mm-hmm. healthy homes and healthy like new ways of looking at communities and house plans and living arrangements and it's a evolution revolution. That's my passion in my heart. I love um, it. Yeah, and then I 
I'm entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial by nature, so I'm really also passionate in the hemp industry. I broker hemp, mm. and like between farmers and processors and manufacturers and retailers, that's been really fun to jump into a new vein. Um, and then I dabble in the solar industry for another side. Look at you. <laughs> it's fun. It's just, I, yeah. Yeah. Correct. Consciously, you know, yeah. like everything's touched in uh-huh. ways to heal the planet uh-huh. and ways to heal people. Oh, so 100%. That's my big dream. But, um, but yeah, in the process. So I don't really have an addictive personality, but there have been times in my life where if I did, it would be in workaholism. Mm-hmm. So I got into real estate kind of like right before the crash and the worst market in history, which caused a lot of suffering for what, a lot of people. What year was that again? Do you remember? Um, well, I got in in 06 and then really went out on my own in 2010. And that was when like the fallout had just happened. Okay. And so what that looked like is, a lot of people, a lot of people specifically in construction, because we had been in a big boom like we are now, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden were faced with losing their homes. And a lot of them shouldn't have been able to get the loans they got. It, there was a lot of predatory lending and um, stated income loans where you didn't have to have any proof of what you made. And it just kind of created this card table that yeah. collapsed. Well, and it hit Vegas. I remember 2010, I left Vegas. And I remember when I was living, yeah, I mean, it Vegas was bad. It hard. Whoa. It looked like just desert, no one there. Yeah. It was so sad to see. So that was kind of when I was beginning to jump in. And I always, I like to go against the grain. I like to find my own lane. You're so much so, like. <laughs> so a lot of realtors were jumping out of the business. And that's when I was like, okay, let's hit it hard. And I mm-hmm. found this niche in short sales, which is basically... The bank's getting shorted on what they owe, but it's not quite a foreclosure. So the homeowner has a little more say, a little more empowerment than just like get out at this time. So we negotiate a deal with the bank and it's more on the seller's terms. So I was Hmm. fighting foreclosures for clients, fighting the banks, like working my way up the ladder, not taking no for an answer. It was really satisfying. And and I figured out a way to get like 7% per deal and just created a lane and a niche and it was really fun but really addictive so I was working like 15 hour days damn just you know grinding and mm-hmm. well you and get it's almost like you get I've compared this before but the runner side it's like you just yeah, get so just real. you lose your mind you just yep. and you're just like you don't even know what you're doing anymore you just go 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 yeah and especially when you're experiencing that success you know financially and also that soul satisfaction like I'm helping people fighting the bully banks mm-hmm. and you know, that was my story. So, um, yeah, I was just kind of working in that circumstance for years and years. And all of a sudden, um, my body had just kind of, well, actually, I was in a car accident in 2010 mm-hmm. um, on the freeway, totaled my car. And later, the effects started to show up, like severe neck pain. I had herniated discs. And then just grinding and working so much, I just eventually my body was just literally like shutting down yeah. to where um, I was ceasing being able to function normally. I describe it like like it was severe chronic pain. Um, 
I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber where he does the most annoying sound in the world mm-hmm. and he goes, Wah! yeah, <laughs> I describe, <laughs> I describe do it. it almost like that was what I was having to deal with, like not a physical noise, mm-hmm. but in my body, it was like, I would have to concentrate Screaming. over that yeah. to even be able to hold a conversation. Wow. And I tried everything. I went to every doctor, uh, physical therapist, chiropractors, would get tons of massages, just got prescribed everything under the sun, muscle relaxers, pain pills, um, anti-inflammatories. And then I was just so sad because I wanted to be operating at this high level. And my body was like, nah, bro, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we ain't having it. Yeah. And so then I got on anti-anxiety stuff, antidepressants, and I was just zombieing out and nothing touched my pain. You know, like nothing could get at it. Mm-hmm. And so the last straw was um, I went to a physiatrist and was getting steroid injections through the side, like the meat of my neck with these giant needles. Oh, my gosh. X-ray guided. Like my neck hurt right now. Yeah. And just would go in and do these steroid in, or, yeah, nerve injections. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to last like a year. And I ended up having to get three in three months. And he was like, this isn't working for you. Surgery is your only option at this point. And I just heard this voice in my head like, F you. No, I'm going to figure this out myself. Wow. And so I was just like, that was the moment where I was like, this system isn't working for me. You know, like, yes, here's these authorities, but this is such a common thing. Like, why does nothing touch my pain? Why is nothing... Mm -hmm. able to fix me you know and so and real quick herniated discs is that when they're like on top of each other or they're like kind of out of place so it was like discs pushing into my nerve yeah okay so they were squished and jabbing into my nerve. oh my gosh and there was like no padding in between okay so that's worn off yeah padding okay so it's like bone on bone too yeah it was just gnarly and and i was told i had degenerative discs um my siblings have issues with it as well and um, had been in like car accidents as well. But anyway, so in that moment, something snapped in me and I just was like, I'm going to figure this out, you know. So um, it was interesting around that same time I had some friends who started doing Whole30 and which is just like kind of a free eating program that you can find online if you google it and mm-hmm. basically all it is is for 30 days you're eating off this list of approved foods and it's no processed food so and no sugar right yeah Oof, I, i'm still working <laughs> to get to that point i well, love sugar yeah i do too it's, a, it's addicting my comfort. it is it's comforting Don't. Give mm-hmm. me a donut and I'm happy. <laughs> right? <laughs> lemon donut, I'm happy. Oh my gosh, I love lemon <laughs> yeah, desserts too. I love when it just squirts in your mouth. Anyway, go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for the first time doing this eating plan, I realized, oh, food affects me. And it affects the way I feel. Because it just kind of puts you in this different paradigm where it's like you're paying attention. And I realized through that experience that I was severely lactose intolerant. I just used to carry Pepto around in my purse and would just chug it after every meal because I felt like crap Stop. and had no idea oh like the gosh. correlation. I just was not even consciously aware of what I was oh. eating. Uh-huh. And also when I was in high school, I was in 
athlete and I had some injuries and went to physical therapy back then. My doctor at the time pers- was prescribing me eight ibuprofen three times a day throughout high school. And it, so it wrecked it, my stomach. And your liver. Lining. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible on your liver. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm eating whole foods and realizing like, oh my gosh, like I feel good in my body and just slowly starting. And then I just, um, maybe about 2016, deep dived into a whole new level. I came across uh, this book by Louise Hay called How to Heal Your Life. And she also has one, How to Heal Your Body. And she basically identifies stuck emotional energy as it manifests in physical symptoms in your body. So your neck generally represents like looking backwards, kind of being stuck in the past, Mm -hmm. being inflexible, like not listening to other people's opinions. And I definitely can align with that. Yeah, yeah. So she has affirmations and healings and it's a lot of self-care, self-talk around these specific parts of your body. And so I started to look at healing differently, right? Like on more levels because um, that's her whole premise is emotional energy gets stuck in your body, whether it's an injury or an illness, it doesn't matter. So completely agree with that. Yeah. So that became a major focus of mine. Um, and just a lot of deep diving into just natural healing modalities that I had never been open to before. I was like number one fan of the system and the medical establishment Mm -hmm. and really, had helped to heal some of my family members through that way, being their advocate through the system, like cancer. My mom uh, is a breast cancer survivor. And I was like, we're going to get you the best doctor and the best surgeon. And, you know, just a completely different approach. Um, But yeah, I now have zero neck pain and never got surgery. I had lots of friends who were all getting fusions yeah. And I kind of watched and observed and every couple of years they'd have to get another one. And I was just like, this is insane. Well, and I'll, and I knew a, I had a good friend that had almost his complete spine fused, lived in pain every day. Every day of his life was in pain. Yeah. Just, just heartbreaking. And he ended up taking his own life. Because that pain, I mean, I have so much compassion for people that are in chronic pain mm-hmm. and it's like, you can't function. You can't think over it. You can't func- like operate and, properly. And you almost don't realize you almost can't do, you can't even have that sympathy until you've actually been there because mm-hmm. I, I freaking tweaked my neck. This is, and it's still recovering. It's like I can, I have range of motion now, but I just turned it to the side and I heard a pop. I've never been in so much pain in my entire life. I would rather give birth hundred times more yeah. than being the neck pain that Same. I experienced. And I couldn't even turn, I can't, I couldn't even look over my shoulder for a week and I was crying like, and I felt like this big bulge and like now I'm finally like stretching it out and like mentally consciously um, being aware and, and working through like the energies in my neck and eating better, eating, you know, more anti-inflammatory foods. Yeah. And it's night and day now. Like I, I have range of motion. Like it's not as stiff when I wake up in the morning and it's like I feel for people that have to deal with the chronic pain it's just it's heartbreaking and I got off all medications I'm a super cannabis advocate can I just (laughs) can I just clap right now because this is oh my gosh like this just makes me so excited I freaking love that 
you did this. You're like, you took control of your body, which we all have control of, but we give it. We're so willing to give it to other people that have authority. And I understand the, the mentality of that. I get it because we're trained to think they have the authority to tell us what to do with they our bodies. They have more than me. Right? They have About more than my me. body. But this is our body. We know our body the best. And if we just take time to sit back and listen mm-hmm. and to wait for the, the information and knowledge to come to us, it will come to us. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. And it's such, you know, it's it's a little voice. Mm-hmm. And the more you listen, the louder it gets. Yes. So now if I have any kind of injury or any kind of beginnings of an illness, I will physically say to my body, I hear you. Thank you for the message. You don't need to get louder. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I love it. Because I freaking when love we it. don't listen, yeah. that's when it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. Mm-hmm. Like I know there was stuff I was not listening to that got me into the car accident because that's how stuff shows up. Like if you don't listen, your body will eventually take over and lay you out flat. Like you need to lay down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sit down, lay down. Like we're going to lay you out flat if you're not going to listen when we're quiet we're going to keep getting louder and louder and um yeah so 2016 is when I will say I went through my what in the spiritual community we call my great awakening Mm -hmm. and um just took it to all new levels after that where it was like um I call myself a flexitarian as far as diet I don't like labels and I don't like to limit myself but I primarily do plant-based Um, but again, I listen to my body. Usually Mm -hmm. when it's my time of the month, I crave a steak and I'll eat it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'll have it raw. (laughs) Can it still be (laughs) mooing, please? It's the time of the month. Okay. You know better dog. Get away. (laughs) Leave the fork and knife. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. Um, we call that shark week in our house. Yes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, so yeah, I, I primarily plant-based. I deep dove into alkaline water, into anti-inflammatory foods, into all the herbs like turmeric, I will say. Yes. Has changed my life more than anything. Everybody should take that every day. For reals. And it's kind of like a antibiotic. You have to get it in your system. Mm-hmm. It took me a month and I woke up one day and I was like, oh my gosh, I have no pain in my neck. Mm-hmm. Like freaking out. Like it was like that big of a change. Well, and I almost believe that being inflamed like any inflammatory like that is a cause of pretty much all diseases i really believe that it really really, if you can if you can keep your body in check and keep that inflammation down then you're pretty good to go yeah and the reality is like meat and dairy are very inflammatory like mucus causing you Mm -hmm. know and so it's just like which is hard because you know, we love cheese. <laughs> yeah. And milk, like my, my son, my oldest son, I mean, he just wants to drink it all day long. And, and I cringe because I know what it can cause. And so I bought almond milk, which my youngest, he drinks it because he's like, ooh, vanilla flavor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but Boston, he knows. He's like, mom, this isn't the good milk. Give me the other kind. I'm like, ah. Yeah. I know. Smart. Kids are tricky. Yeah. So it's my really hard. It's like the opposite of me <laughs> in her eating. So we're working on it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just did this huge overhaul and, um, kind of made my body, my primary focus. Cause like you, I'm vain, Mm -hmm. right? I want to feel good in my body. I want to feel 
youthful and have glowing skin and, you know, vanity is a big driver. Well, I mean, and also when you, you look good, you feel good inside as well. I will go up and talk to pretty much anybody when I got, you know, my makeup done, my hair done. I'm not saying I, I don't when I'm like looking like a homeless person, but but when I do, when I'm put together, you just feel better about yourself. Yeah. And I, I started the more I uh, began on the, well, went on this path. I mean, the better and better and better I felt like youthful. I mean, like I said, I was a high school athlete and, but I had injuries in high school. I was hurt. And now in the last couple of years, I, I mean, I can do the splits. I can do that in high school. Wow. I go trail running. I don't take water. I just like. I I can do things and jump and maneuver and, you know, like the agility, the flexibility, mm-hmm. the strength, it's incomparable. Like that's where my treasure is. Like mm-hmm. just feeling like I feel so good in my body. Yeah. And it's so fun. You know what oh I mean? God. I'm so, I'm just so happy for you. I think that's so awesome. I love hearing stories like this because yeah. it gives other people hope. It really does. Well, and there's so many ways to healing. And, um, you know, part of my journey in the last few years, I, I went through some trauma. And technically, I'm diagnosed with CPTSD. Yeah, what, what is that? Um, complex post-traumatic stress okay. disorder. Okay. I experienced uh, um, an assault that just, like, would... You and it's another thing where until you've been through an experience mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. it was a sexual assault, oh. um, in a sleeping state. Stop by someone that I had introduced to my friend and came to a party and like attacked me in my sleep. Anyway, oh <laughs> Amy, oh gosh. Well, it's you know we go through. Everybody has their challenges, and we go through our own lane and our own journey and our own healing. And it's another thing where. Now I have so much compassion and sympathy for anyone who's been through that experience. And that's part of my mission is to help kind of bridge some of some of those things because we all have our own versions of trauma. Mm-hmm. And just like anything else in the society, they try to divide us into these boxes like race and, oh, you're a rape victim and you're a vet, mm-hmm. you know, your trauma. But it's like it's all trauma, mm-hmm. medical trauma, you know, car accidents, like everybody has their traumatic mm-hmm. episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And we just have to learn to adapt yeah. and be human and navigate it. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, how that manifested, and I didn't know this until I had started going to therapy and some healing around it, is high-risk behavior. Because on some level, you almost want to take yourself out but not have it be your fault mm-hmm. because you're so in this traumatic state, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I always associated high-risk behavior with like drugs and crazy sex which is not what I was doing Mm -hmm. but how it manifested for me is one day and again I didn't know any of this consciously until later when I had learned about and been diagnosed with this condition yeah so I went out one day to this pasture because I actually moved from the city back to my roots my small town up north in Utah yeah okay and um, I would always go to this one happy place. It was like my sanctuary. And there was a pasture with horses next to it. And so 
and when I was little, I used to climb on the fence at my grandma's house and have the horse come and I would gently meander, ride it bareback, but it would just walk around and I would just like, you know, Mm -hmm. so I was kind of like, oh, my inner child wants to do that again. (laughs) Didn't know these horses and never connected to them. So I go up to this fence and you jumped on the horse. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Girl, I said to this horse out loud, I was like, hey, so if you're cool with me riding you, I want you to make it really obvious. Like, let me know because I want to (laughs) ride. So I'm sitting there on this fence and the horse comes up Mm -hmm. right next to the fence, parallel to the fence and is just sitting there like, get on. Bareback. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was like a big stallion with a big wiener. Oh my my gosh. Okay. So continue. Okay. So I'm like, all right. Okay. We're cool. So I climb on the horse. Oh my gosh. And it just was so empowering. It was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is so dope. So he takes a few steps. We're chilling. And then all of a sudden, he starts running. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> shit myself. I'm going to shit myself right now just thinking it. Because I used to ride horses, and I can't imagine being on a stallion, one that I don't know, bareback. Yeah. So, I immediately panic, and I was like, this is not how it went in my head. <laughs> this is not how I saw this going. <laughs> so, I'm oh my in my God. head, like, split second. Like, okay, he's either going to buck me off or... Like, I got to, I got to get off. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So in my head, I do this little calculation. I'm like, okay, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to do a tuck and roll like a stuntman. We're good. That was my thought processes. Mm -hmm. So he just starts running faster. And so I jump off. That did not go how I saw it in my head. I landed straight legged. Oh my. (laughs) Didn't tuck and roll. (sighs) And immediately was like. The worst pain. Like. Yeah, you did something. I've ever felt. And I was just like, oh, shit. So just, you know, the radiating pain where it just like takes over your body. Mm -hmm. I immediately fall to the ground. I'm just laying there holding my knee because it was my knee. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because there were two other horses in the pasture and I'm laying there. And they all came and surrounded me and were looking down at me. And it was literally like I was telepathically communicating with the horse. Like he was saying, I thought you could hang. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, dummy, why'd you jump off? And then <laughs> We're I, going for a ride. Right? I thought we were going for a ride. I thought you could hang. <laughs> so I realized my oh. error in uh-huh. communicating with the horse was I didn't say, I want an easy, gentle ride. Yeah. You're like, we had a miscommunication. Go. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Maybe. Yeah. No, I can't. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a moment where I was kind of rethinking my decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, But I ended up just, yeah, laying there crying by myself, wondering how I was going to get out of this situation. Eventually, like the pain subsided a little bit. And I just kind of hobbled out, got to my car, which is a stick. 
<laughs> can't drive it now. <laughs> but I did somehow. Um, got home and just kind of put a brace on, iced it. You know, mm-hmm. wouldn't let myself go to a place where it was like serious. Just thought, oh, I pulled a little something, you know. And I'm also a huge believer in hot springs and frequent them often. Oh. So I started going to the hot springs and um, eventually my mom was like, look, homie, you need to get an MRI. Something's wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and I was so anti. I actually didn't have insurance mm-hmm. at the time. I don't believe in it. I don't, I don't either. I have, <laughs> I have, besides my kids, I have no medical insurance. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to be, I'm going to take care of myself. I, yeah. I put my trust in myself a hundred percent. I mean, obviously if I like need a new, like, you know, arm sewn back on, I'll probably have them do it. Right. <laughs> it's going to, it's a little hard with one arm, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if it's something that I'm getting sick or I tore something, I'm going to try Everything I can do in my power to heal myself. Yeah. And preventative work is so important. Yeah, it is. Like my mind's already in the preventative stage, so. Absolutely. It's, I think, the most important thing. Um, So, yeah, I I went and got an MRI at her request and an x-ray. And I already started, I, I told you earlier, I was raised in the LDS church, mm-hmm. left for a long time, came back a couple years ago with fresh eyes. And one of the things that I had discovered is in the Book of Mormon, in Moroni chapter 10, it talks about spiritual gifts, like basically superhuman gifts that we're all entitled to, Okay, which I never knew growing up in the church. I didn't either. So one of the gifts is the gift of healing and the gift of faith. There's also like performing mighty miracles the gift to commune with angels and spirits, the gift of prophecy. So I was like, all right, I'm going to test this out. I'm going to deep dive into my spiritual gift of healing and my spiritual gift of faith. And I'm just going to, like, it's not even an if, it's I have to heal this. Because my mom was like, okay, if anything's wrong, we'll pay for your surgery. And I was like, no way in hell I'm letting you pay for my surgery. Mm -hmm. No way in hell I'm getting a surgery. So we're just going to nip this. Wow. So I wouldn't even let her be in the diagnosis room when I got the diagnosis because I knew that I couldn't handle any external energies on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, That's I'm key. so sorry to have to tell you this, but you have fully torn your ACL and you broke the back of your kneecap. Holy shit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um... My brother had torn his MCL like a year before, so he had a brace. So I got crutches. I used his brace for six weeks religiously, wore the brace for six weeks. But I deep dived even harder into anti-inflammatory foods, very deeply into cannabis. I didn't get any pain pills. I didn't even take an Advil or Tylenol. I was like, I'm doing this with food. I'm doing this with herbs. Turmeric, spirulina, uh, apple cider vinegar. Yes, I use it all the time with the mother. <laughs> yes, that's my brand. Um, hot springs a lot. Okay, you have to, when you get a second, I want you to go back to the hot springs because I'm curious what your thoughts are on okay. hot springs. Um, I also, because I'm very into the emotional side of healing, mm-hmm. right? So knees represent stubbornness, okay. ego, inflexibility. 
So I really did some like self-work on that because I recognized the areas of my life where that was mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know if you're familiar with Teal Swan. Mm-mm. So she's a YouTube presence in the spiritual community, ironically from Utah. Hmm. Um, she has this process called the completion process where you go back kind of in a meditation to your childhood self and you revisit, you know, childhood experiences, trauma, like as your adult self going back. So for mine, it was like when I was four, I got left home alone and I, it was kind of a, you know, trigger Mm -hmm. something around abandonment. So I went back as my adult self laid by my childhood self, read her stories, like cuddled her. Right. So now when I think of that experience, it's like I gloss over it. There's no emotional trigger. Oh my gosh. I love that. So she has this beautiful process that I learned. And then I know there's, I don't know his name, but someone else that does some kind of repatterning, revisioning. So I went back to the experience with the horse and reimagined it over and over and over again, where he gently left me off, let me off at the fence, and I walked away, <laughs> <laughs> and everything was kosher. Yeah. So just kind of revisioning. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I did that, like, it would hurt less. Your mind's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I also realized that, like, I had to stop telling people because everyone I told it was my ACL said, oh, my gosh, you have to get surgery. And yes. I realized I was taking my mental weight, like, power mm-hmm. away from my healing to have to, like, deflect. Yeah. That putting negative. energy into that when you could right. be using that extra energy to heal yourself. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can't. You have I'm to just, unplug from them. I can't tell anybody until I'm healed, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I had asked the surgeon, I had asked the doctor, you know, and the cases where you've seen the most miraculous recoveries, what did they have in common? And he said they were in great shape when they got hurt. And I had that going for me. I was at the gym five times a week. I was like in my best shape at the time. COVID got me a little fluffy. (laughs) Cause I spent all my energy preaching the truth instead of going to the gym. Yeah. Right. Shit. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta spend 10 hours on this computer. Jim's gonna have to wait for another year. (laughs) Yeah. So we're just getting back on the track, but. I was so concerned about losing that, you know, so I developed these like handstand workouts where I was like up against the wall and I would do like almost jumping jacks with my legs upside down and like running with Mm -hmm. my legs like while I was upside down just so I was still working my body. I would still go to the gym, still do upper body. Um, And then the kicker is because I was like, okay, well, I can't just be my woo woo self and like I'm Jesus healing. Right. Well, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> kind of, I mean, that's where I was at, but I wanted to cover all the levels. Yeah. So I Googled and I found this, uh, medical study Ooh. out of Argentina Okay, called spontaneous healing and complete ACL ruptures, a clinical and MRI study. And this is on like pubmed.ncbi.nlm.nih, which is natural institute of health.gov. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is a legit. Okay. Study. Most should trust dot, dot gov. Right. I, <laughs> so I was like, okay, if for you know, for the people that are need that level of 3D reality, that's mm-hmm. my yeah. cred. Mm-hmm. Right? It can be done. That's all I needed to know. That an ACL could be regenerated without surgery. So 
those things um, all combined. I had a friend who did doTERRA, and he made me this, like, essential oil blend. I don't even remember what was in it, but I would roll it on my knee. And, I mean, I would just listen to my body, right, and just slowly kind of test it out, slowly get back to the gym. But 100%, I was back to doing full squats in three months. Oh, my gosh. So awesome. I go trail running. I have no wobble, zero pain. Like, sometimes I don't even remember which knee. And, like, I'm just like, surgery is very profitable. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. It's a profit mill, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. yeah, I'm not, and I'm not, again, we're not saying that we'd never, ever get surgery in our entire life. But right. if you can heal it, heal it. Heal yeah, it on why not try? But you got to get your mind right. You got to get your mind right first. And it took me a long time. I didn't go mm-hmm. from, you know, zero to calling in the healing gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a process. It, it started with Whole30 yeah. for me, where it's just like starting to be consciously as aware of what you're putting in your body as what you're putting in your car. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us care more about what we put in our car. Well, and it's it's everything. It's full circle. Like, be aware what you're putting in your mind. What are you feeding your spirituality? What are you yes. feeding your mind? Um, who are you being around? Who are you letting affect you? Yeah. Like, there's so many aspects to it. What are you eating with all of mm-hmm. your senses? Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I guess a big level years over the years have been, like, eliminating toxins. So... I've only used coconut oil for moisturizer and sunscreen for the last four years. Yep. That's it. I made a mistake, though. I will tell you this. When I was in Fiji, and uh, this is <laughs> this is when I was really on my coconut oil kick. I was like, coconut oil has a natural SPF of, like, I think, 14. <laughs> I freaking put, I, laver, I lathered the shit in coconut oil. I mean, I looked so glistened. <laughs> like, I was reflecting the sun off of me. That's how glistened I look. And I'm laying out there in Fiji. I fell asleep. Oh, snap. Yeah, I fell asleep in the sun for like an hour. I have never been so fried in my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like when I was newly pregnant too. So I was already miserable and had the sickness. And now I'm just fried. I spent the first four days of my vacation. And it was the first day too. We got there and we laid out because our room wasn't ready. And so I was laying out and I was like, oh, don't worry. I got coconut oil. Everybody else put their other, you know, toxin stuff on it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm fine. I fell asleep, which my mistake. And yeah, I was fried for four days. But no, oh, I do honey. believe that coconut oil is definitely a natural SPF, but you just got to reapply it all the time. Yeah. And, just and you be, have to build up. You have to build to up. It. Yeah. And I didn't. And I was you just, have to listen to your body. Like, exactly. I don't think we're meant to sit in the sun for like eight hours. You no. know what I mean? You got to. Well, directly and not moving. Yeah, I was directly in the sun for over an hour, like just not moving. I mean, it fried me. I looked like, you know, off of the movie uh, Little Mermaid. What's what's the Sebastian. Sebastian where he comes out of the pot? Like the the reddest you can be. That was me. And that is one of the most painful pains. Oh, it's so it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And it's like no relief. Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah. So yeah. Four days in misery in in, uh, in a beautiful tropical island, oh. Fiji. Yeah. Anyways, that's oh, it. Just reminded me of that. Fiji. Oh, you, the people, amazing people. I so I, not to sound stuck up, but they have. I mean, it's common to have housemaids there. So yeah. you go there in these, you stay in these little like hut areas or these resorts, and they have you have a maid. 
and she like you know that's she vacation to me like well i mean it's vacation right but i was seriously i connected with her like on such a different level like i just i felt for her and she had like a bunch of kids and like i would go and buy fruit like it was hard for her to get fruit and stuff like that like Aww. just she was so poor and so I'd go on in the village or wherever and I'd buy a ton of fruit and then I'd leave it for her in the room and I'd say, just take this to your family. And I literally wanted to take her home with me. Yeah, I, I freaking, like I miss win, her. Win, win, because I know, I miss her so much. We're both like amplifying each other's mm -hmm. lives and but she was, oh, experiences. So Love her. Aww. Miss her. I don't remember her name, but I miss her. <laughs> they smoke a lot of, uh, what is it, Kana? Not Kana. Um, kava? Kava. The, they drink the kava and smoke it. I didn't know you could smoke it. Mm -hmm. In Fiji, you can. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, but they do. Do you know what's really interesting to smoke? What? what? Sage. Did you say that? I think you were the one that told me that. I was like joking, I, and I was like, "Yeah, look at this big ass blunt in my uh, my stories," and it was a it was a big thing as. Oh white. yeah, I think I did. Yeah, it was a big thing of white sage. You're like, "Have you ever smoked?" I'm like, "No way, really." It is like the biggest brain clarifier. Like it. It's like a brain fog zapper, just like it does for your space. It's for real. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like just inhale a few whiffs. But the thing is, I don't know how to inhale. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's tried it. <laughs> no, <laughs> they have. Like I've tried, you know, obviously the marijuana, like everybody's tried it. And like, I just can't get high. I can't. Yeah. You know? Well, I think maybe that's not your medicine. Maybe it's not. Yeah. I think it's everything's like listening to your body. I think you mm -hmm. go in phases. I think you circulate out of things. Mm -hmm. You're drawn to other things. True. I th it's and true. I just, I tend to try to keep it in the plant family. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that God's pharmacy is pretty dope. Oh, and yeah, it is. See, that's one of my biggest things with the medical industry. Like, because um, I kind of, I mean, I listened to your last episode of your podcast with the vaccine stuff. And mm -hmm. those people are amazing. And the way they talked about research, like, that's how I've done. Yeah. And... What most of us don't realize is before John D. Rockefeller, every doctor was prescribing herbs and mm -hmm. foods and they would taste people's pee to see what was wrong with them. I like, smell pee. <laughs> everything was natural. You ask my boyfriend, I smell his pee all the time. Like if he's, <laughs> so he's in there and he's peeing and I, I always happen to be in the bathroom when he pees. I don't know. It's a weird fetish of mine. Maybe I have no clue like, what's what going on. Eating, babe? But I'm like, mm, gotta drink more water, babe. He's like, stop it. <laughs> But I'm like, it's too strong. But no, I'm not to the point where I'm tasting it yet. I hope I don't get to that point. But it's your I don't want to say, I, I don't want to say <laughs> never. Because as soon as I say never, I'm freaking doing it. So yeah. I mean, urine therapy is a thing. That's a whole nother level. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> you drink your pee. But we bring a sample to the, bring a sample of your pee. I'll test it for you. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Oh, so where I was going with that is before that, there was a thing called the pharmacopoeia and it was literally just this i mean the bible mm -hmm. of all doctors and natural cures and then along comes john d rockefeller who has a petroleum company mm -hmm. oil and decides he needs more profitability so he starts making drugs in labs because you can't patent nature mm -hmm. right so they just mm -hmm. want to replicate all the things at a subpar level of what nature already can do and then he got so much money that he's like a marketing genius. So he decides he's going to go offer all these grants to medical schools in exchange for now you got to start pushing Only the drugs. Pushing the drugs. Mm -hmm. He's who dictates the entire medical school curriculum and has since then. 
and higher education curriculum. So that's why we didn't even learn about any of this. But literally, like, he stopped natural medicine and made it quackery. Like, they would find doctors Mm -hmm. for trying to go the old way. And so it's just like... they give them pushes. They give them incentives. Literally, like... And back in the day, like, it used to be really big incentives. They would fund medical schools. Yeah, like, hey, you want a boat? Like, here. Like, I mean, it's just, it's constantly getting so many pushbacks. Yeah. So with everything in our world, you have to... You know, everyone says do your research and it's so cliche now, like both sides just say that all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing we have to do is like avoid those word traps. Mm -hmm. But it's like know who's benefiting financially, like follow the money. That's why I always say follow the money trail. Yeah. And you can dive it like go to a fact check, check, right? Mm -hmm. Like Reuters. Okay. Who owns Reuters? Oh, this parent company. Okay. Who owns this parent company? Oh, okay. This company. Who owns that? Okay. And mm-hmm. then you find out they donate, donated like $500,000 to Joe Biden's campaign. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate mm-hmm. and objective information? I took debate in high school and I loved writing research papers. Like I wrote two college research papers on cannabis before I ever tried it. And like I live for that. I deep research. I learned how to research before Google. And so it's just like the very first thing when COVID came out, I went to the patent office and found the patent from 2016 that Bill Gates's company owned. And there's and the, there's so many videos too that are out there that's showing that the, it's been patented for since 2016. That should that should alarm everybody. And this I remember is, that was my first argument. Like, um, hey y'all, this is patented. And the argument I was met with is, well, <laughs> it's a coronavirus. There's so many kinds of coronavirus. If you've had a cold, you've had a coronavirus. If you've had a flu, you've had a coronavirus. And I'm like, okay, but that's not what it is now. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's just like silly. I know. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't research lightly. Like I go to sources like medical journals. I read medical journals for fun. I don't watch any TV. Oh my gosh, bless. And (laughs) patent office. You know what I mean? Like this is not debatable, bro. Uh Mm -hmm. It's just, you're warped like story of how you're getting it mm-hmm. maybe is maybe not just find out for yourself just mm-hmm. like with everything i think the number one weapon as a warrior in this climate we're in is self-discernment mm-hmm. and learning what your voice sounds like what your body sounds like what the truth feels like in your body and knowing how to recognize it well, and it's, it's practice. You need to practice it every day. Like you can't just, I mean, for some, maybe depending on how sensitive they are, but for most it's, it's a practice every day. It's it meditating is. every day. And it's, it's like a muscle at a gym. Thank you. Yes. It's just like, if you don't work that out, what's going to happen to it? Yeah. It's not going to work as well. It's going to be out of commission. You're it's looking like you missed leg day. There you go. <laughs> and so, you know, work work that muscle every day. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit. Then it's like the floodgates are open. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with me. It's like, I always knew that I was very intuitive, like my whole life. I always knew that like just things would come to me. And I knew like, I mean, I didn't, I don't want to sound like I'm just a special person, but I knew I have a special, like, or at least different from my siblings. And, but then all of a sudden like things started happening and just like, then I started really using my voice and then that started empowering me. And then there was like, and okay, empowering others and empowering other. Yeah. And so, and then I was, you know, and then I just, I think the biggest takeaway was trust. 
I yeah, started to let my walls himself. down because I'm a very stubborn person. Same. I started to let my walls down and I said, okay, I'm going to do what you told me because I would get these feelings. I'd get these um, premonitions. I get these promptings and then I okay, I'm going to act on them. I'm, I'm going to do it. And, it, and and if it's wrong, <laughs> it's your fault. And it was like, okay, do it. And then I would start acting on them and it's almost like, holy shit, doors are opening. Oh yeah. And, and when you don't listen is when you get smacked by the doors. Exactly. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, I'm done. And it's, it's as little as like, Hey, you need milk. You're driving home. You need milk. Go get milk. Yeah. And like, nah, I don't need milk. I'll get it tomorrow. No, you need milk. Go get the milk. And is it important to get that milk because you need the milk? Probably not. It's because you're either going to run into someone mm -hmm. or you're stalling time where there could have mm -hmm. been an accident. Like there's so many things. Yeah. So I'm done shit. just ignoring them. Yep. And, and see, that's what led to my rough trauma experience that I just mentioned is not listening. In that experience, I was like, my intuition was like, he needs to leave. Get him out. And... The, my secondary voice was, don't be a bitch, Amy. And that's the one I listened to. Mm -hmm. And to great detriment. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a rough ride. Mm -hmm. So it's so important. And, and I'm so grateful that my daughter, she has a really good understanding of that. And, and actually just wrote a research paper about that as being one of the ways that we can prevent a dystopian society wow. is by listening to our own personal revelation. That's so. awesome. I love that. It's really like the number one tool we need. It is. For everything. And, and again, just trust. Yes. I say it and it sounds so easy. Like, just trust. It really is hard. But then once you actually practice it and utilize it, then then you'll you'll get what I'm saying. Yeah. Trust you, in self. Yes. Trust in spirit over yes. external authority. Let all the walls down and just be like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. And I'm going to trust you. It's such a brave act. Mm -hmm. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, but it, it's worth it. I promise. But you know, everything that's worth it is always, it's never easy. Yeah. So. And too much is given, much is expected. Shit. As we know. <laughs> I can't wait for this ride. <laughs> right. Damn. We're going to be the ones with 12 virgins in heaven. Shit. <laughs> Maybe not. My, my oil's out. Can I use some yours? <laughs> you know, the ones with the oil can? Yes. Never mind. Okay. The lamps. Yeah, the lamps. And I'll, I'll be, I'm the one that's at the lamp with the oil out. Um, I'm like, we can just scrape off our coconut oil. All right. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> drip, it comes in drip. handy. Um, question, Amy. Like, you mentioned something about hot springs. Is it because of the mineral base? Is that why you're so... Okay. Yeah. I thought it had something to do with minerals. Yeah. Um. So every hot springs is different with their compilation of minerals. And I personally think that just like honey, it's best to experience local. Cannabis, it's best to experience local because nature is so intelligent. Like nature is the highest form of intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's the highest technology, if we're being honest. And so I think using those local things, it's like formats it to what we need locally. That's why it's good to know like what local seasonal fruit grows and local honey is better for you because then it's like getting local flowers, right, to help with allergies. Um, so Hot Springs, the one up by me, um, they used to advertise that they had the highest mineral content in the world. Mm -hmm. But they have a list of all their minerals and it's like really high in lithium, 
magnesium, silver, just all these amazing things. I ran into a lady once there that said she suffered from bipolar disorder and her doctor told her to go there two times a week because of the lithium. Wow. Because you, you're there for an hour and you're floaty and life is good, you know, because I, it's my happy place. Like I go by myself. Mm-hmm. I soak, I meditate, I float. They have a big pool there. I can swim laps and it makes me feel good. Like I'm not in chlorine yeah. in chemicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it got me through that injury, not just physically, but emotionally. Um, and Utah's so amazing. There's actually a website through the EPA that shows every hot spring? natural hot springs <gasps> and it shows their temps. It has them ranked by cold, warm, and hot. Mm-hmm. And some are just like out in the middle of nowhere, like who even knows how to get to them. You know, it just lists everything. But Utah used to have a lot and still has a lot. Idaho has a lot. Wyoming. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. They just all have different compositions, different minerals, but so good for you because our pores are like little mouths. Oh, yeah. And that's most people that die of old age, from what I've heard, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> is actually from mineral deficiency, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, if you're just soaking in this water, just absorbing all these beautiful earth minerals, I love to complement it with like citrus water I put like lemon water Mm -hmm. because there's something about the vitamin c being able to absorb even more minerals oh yeah but yeah utah has some um you know paid ones like a pool and some that are natural that you can like hike to Mm -hmm. and i think they're really one of the most healing gifts that the earth gives us that's so i mean i knew they were special like and i'm like oh they have wonderful minerals but I've never like thought of it as just a healing property like you did like that's awesome like there's so many like healing properties on this earth that we don't even partake of or even know of like it blows my mind right like certain plants certain flowers like trees it's insane like so much I'm learning so much I love it that I feel like I'm just a freaking sponge over here I'm just I can't have enough information. Me too. And I love it. And I've been really called to learn what grows like naturally here mm-hmm. on the mountainside. Mm-hmm. That's edible. Yeah. One time I was um, trail running up like on the ben- east bench of Logan and um, I w- was microdosing psilocybin mm-hmm. mushrooms, mm-hmm. Um, which has been proven as really beneficial for depression and anxiety. Um, and I just had this overwhelming feeling like if I was out here and I was stranded here, what could I eat? Like, cause it's just brush yeah. and nothingness. Mm-hmm. And there were these little plants that almost look like hay. <laughs> I just got this overwhelming urge to like dig up the roots and taste it. And I did. And it was so good. Really? And I just was like, had this instant calm where I was like, Oh my gosh, there's tons of food here. We're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, I ha- I'm i so weird. Like I do the weirdest I love it. things by no, myself in no, nature. No, I'm weird. I just love that there's other weird people out there like me. So I thank you. I appreciate you. But yeah, just listening. Yeah. And sometimes it's almost testing me like, do you trust enough to do this weird thing? And mm-hmm. I'm like, bring it. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like walking a certain direction or walking around a person or like maneuvering the energy. Like mm-hmm. these are all real things. And it's like, it's physics. Energy is physics. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't yeah. really deny it, we There's just energy don't have the words to talk about it. Yeah. You know, people assume you're woo woo or you're a hippie, but it's like, it's physics, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got, when I was on the radio station, I got called a lot of things <laughs> by my hosts, my own, like my, my team. Like they thought I was just, well, I there. heard you guys talking on your last episode about that. Like we're just oh, friends yeah. and family members, just, mm-hmm. you know, the fights and the division and the yeah. losing friendships. And mm-hmm. I've been through a lot of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's really just lack of communication because English is such a war zone because everyone has trigger meanings behind every word and a different association and a different meaning. So just to even try to have a basic conversation as a human is like a feat, mm-hmm. you know? So that's where I think all these beautiful gifts come in where we can have like tele-emotional and, you know, mm-hmm. just energetic presence mm-hmm. to be able to feel more than our words can say. And all these forces now are trying to divide us and we just have to like cut through, like don't use their trigger words. Don't, don't say their words. Don't use their script. Cause it's like setting you up to fail. Yeah. <laughs> you have 100%. to like dance around and get really creative mm-hmm. with your linguistics mm-hmm. to be able to well, overcome those conversations. Yeah, And there's just, there's no more debate anymore. There's not. I know. Like I said, I took debate in high school. Yeah. It was so fun. We you learned can't. really respectful, practical ways to converse and like have discord and like. Yeah, I love talking. It's an art. Yeah. And I love talking to someone, even if they're not like-minded, you know, I want to hear your opinion, your side. What, why try to, you know, sway me to go to your yeah, side? Like, I want to hear it. it. Like, and then it just turns into a big ass argument. It's like, what the hell? Like, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm giving you the respect and give me the respect back. Like, it's just it's so hard. They exchange. Words yeah. that just get so programmed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's rough. But I think, like you said, um, again, in your last episode, that you think it's overturning. Like, I do. The I light it. wins. Yeah. Or I strongly otherwise believe Otherwise, so many people wouldn't be feeling like this. Well, it, everybody's so thirsty for something different. Yeah, it's like craving. It's we are we are craving something different. Evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we've devolved since Egypt. I think it's time to like, it's the new golden age. Mm-hmm. It's time that we all flex our superpowers and have really beautiful architecture that reflects that, and we're an extension of nature that reflects that. You know, no more WalMarts. They're so ugly. They don't belong here. Thank you. I hate Walmart. <laughs> I don't even go into Walmart. Me neither. I mean, first of all, I, I watched a documentary in Walmart. Like, this is years and years ago and how they treated their employees. I didn't like them from the beginning. And so that, like, made me just, it's just, it's gross. It's free. The vibe is not a good vibe. Like, and Target is, like, getting on their level lately for me. Like, I don't know if it's because since of the coronavirus. Like, but I used to love going into Target. I just had a good vibe all the time. But now it's just like, meh. It's, it's going away for me. Well, yeah. I'm just like, how did we get from Rome to Walmart? <laughs> I and know. We're, and we're evolved. We're high tech. I know. And I, I'm a big, do you know Good Earth? Do you have Good Earth where you're at? 
It's like a little like it's a Whole Food oh, yeah. organic, you know, grocery store. It's just a little one. Yeah, yeah. And I've had to really find because prior to the coronavirus, I was like Costco and Harmons. Like those were my two things. I I mean, I got everything in one stop. Like I go to a car, Costco and a Harmons, and I'm done. Now I'm finding myself going to all these little places, and it's it's yeah, it's annoying. And it sucks because I can't just get them all in one place, but but it's pure. It's pure, and I, I can sleep at night knowing that I supported this small business, mm-hmm. and I'm not supporting someone that is. Oh, you can't come into our store unless you're vaccinated, or you have to wear a mask. And I'm not going to be. I am not going to give you my energy or my money if you're going to be dividing people. Yeah, because money is our voice. Yeah, so I refuse. And but I was so, so proud of my my youngest son Tucker. He's five. He wrote this whole thing and I posted it. You might have saw it. I posted it on my Facebook and Instagram, but it was like a, it was a mother's day thing. And it was like, tell me all about your mom, what she does. And one of the things is like, where does she shop? And he wrote good earth. And I was like, Oh, he knows. (laughs) It's so sweet. But yeah, I need to. It's so beautiful that that's what's Mm -hmm. being instilled into him. Yeah. Trying to. Without even telling him. It's like, like example is Mm -hmm. his teacher. I think my thing is I've always just really kept a big communication line on like line open with my kids. And just, I think being an example is the biggest thing in the entire world for kids. That's true. They, I mean, they, they just see you and they want to become like you. And so being that example, showing them where you shop, how you speak to others and how you Mm -hmm. speak about others when they're not around. Like there's so like just so many things. And so, and sometimes it's hard though. You're like, Oh, it's hard. Do what I say, not what I yeah. do. Don't watch this. Mom, but you, <laughs> you said that though. No, when you're an adult, you can say it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's hard. But, it is hard. Oh. Respect to all the mamas, all the parents. Well, Miss Amy, is there anything else you would like to say or do you feel prompted to say or you'd like to talk about? I just feel about? so grateful that you are here with this forum. And I see the good you're doing and the strength you're holding, the divine feminine empowerment. And I'm just super grateful to have a soul sister like you that's here. So I'm not alone. (laughs) You're not alone. You're not, girl. You got me. Thank God. And I appreciate everybody who is, you know, willing to speak up and say hard things and do hard things and go against the grain. Because mm-hmm. it's not fun and it's not easy mm-hmm. and we're not doing it for our enjoyment Trust or me. entertainment. No. The other route would be so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. we're making progress and momentum and I see it and I feel it and I know you do too. So oh, definitely. Attract what you are. So. 100%. Keep leveling up. Hell yeah, girl. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate you. And I know you're going to be on the show again. I just feel it. I'm sure we have lots to talk about. So that gave me chills. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're going to, you're going to be a regular on here. And I just, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so glad that we got connected and don't believe in coincidences. I've said that before on my shows. There's just no way like everything's, everything's divine. Hey y'all, it's Becca Hayes here, and here's some fun facts for you. Utah is ranked number three as the most toxic state in the country. Lead, arsenic, fluoride, chromium-6, that's the Aaron Brockovich chemical. Remember that movie? And there's hundreds of more toxins and chemicals found in your tap water. 
And all of these chemicals are known to cause so many diseases. Here's some big ones for you. Cancer, infertility, Alzheimer's, and the list goes on. Enough is enough. I switched out my entire water system in my house. So now I'm drinking and also my kids are drinking chemical and toxin-free water. And I can feel the difference. And I have the solution for you. Enaviv Water. It's an independent water research and consulting firm. So they have two sides. They have the research side where they come out and test your water for free. It's for free. They come out, test it, and then they tell you what's in your water. Don't you just want to know what you're drinking? I think you should know. Get your water tested today anywhere in the United States. They can test your water and help you fix the problem. Check out my friends at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com or call 801-993-0080. If you mention my name, Becca Hayes, they will give you half off a chemical remover. Chemical free is the way to be.